The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and this is OnlyFans Q&A Live. We do this every Wednesday. Sometimes we do it at 8 o'clock, but today we're accommodating the CEO of Five Reasons Sports, Ethan Skolnick. He'll fill you in on something he's doing with Off the Floor. But if you want to become a member, you want to ask these questions, you want to participate in these shows, you could go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. It's as simple as that. For three bucks a month, you could join over two, I think the last count is 2,156 members. So and 1,956 ahead of us. Yes. But, I, but we're only a week old. We're only a week old. Week, week in a day. And we're going to get to that. So. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you by Price Picks. You could go to pricepicks.com forward slash the number three yards. You deposit $100, you get $100. It's exactly how you hear it. It is clearly the best, the very best promotion anywhere, anywhere, period. You deposit $100, you get $100. Use the promo code three yards. That's the number three yards. All right, Ethan, you alluded to it. So you can fill in the members and and about, I don't know. I don't want to say the numbers because they're a little less than three yards per carry, but the show has grown exponentially in the last couple of weeks. A little low. Well, we just started last week, Alf, so you can give me a little time. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'll, talking I'll, about, I'll, I'm talking I'll, about Q&A Live, which, which goes on our feed every single week. I, I understand. We'll we'll do the same thing on off on uh, on five on the floor. No thanks. I won't keep anybody too long with this stuff. But yeah, we did start our own Discord uh, five on the floor. We know there's some crossover between Heat and Dolphin fans in town. There's some root for one but not for the other, but certainly some crossovers. So uh, we started an off the floor Discord, very similar to OnlyFans. Alf helped us set it up, and we've been on there a week. We're we're getting closer to 250 members on there we're going to start doing some of these uh stage shows there as well in addition to everything that we do on playback and youtube and the podcast so we're just trying to present content to everybody here in south florida in a different form than before um we've got more contributors at five reason sports than any of the other local outlets and uh you know again we just wanted you to be able to consume in a bunch of places whether it's discord Playback, which we'll tell everybody more about as we go forward. Um, YouTube channel, podcast feeds, website, fivereasonsports.com is back up. And then social media. So we've actually got six different places and that you can find us. So if you want to check out Off the Floor, I put it on the top of the Five Reasons Sports Twitter page. It's also on the description of Five on the Floor podcast if you subscribe to that and on five on the floor on youtube so um just check that out as well at some point we might find a way to pair these two alpha and i've discussed that but for right now we're doing them separately so make sure you subscribe well you already are subscribed here if you're if you're on the q a live but otherwise subscribe here on only fins and subscribe on off the floor and who knows maybe we'll do a canes one soon also so we appreciate the support um and we we want to keep promoting local content contributors 
because that we think that's where the business is going. We want to hear the fans. We want to bring the questions of the fans to the coaches, to the players uh, in a different way than the traditional media has done it. So, uh, again, appreciate all the support and appreciate Alf bringing me on. All right, and we're going to do a couple of minutes here on the Heat. Tyler Hero mm-hmm. holds this team back, Ethan. It's a real thing. It's. I was Are you re- starting? I've, starting that? <laughs> yeah, I was. I've been. I've been resisting this for four years, and especially the past year. Um, I was one of those that was subscribing to the theory that had they had Tyler Hero against the Nuggets, that thing goes six, if not seven. I think I'm ready to admit I'm wrong. There's something. Uh, there's a dynamic there that's just not working for them. You agree or no? No, I, no, I don't. I, I think that there's a, a dynamic they find without him that has worked, but I don't think he's the problem. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at what happened in the playoffs last year, he had 12 points against Milwaukee when he got hurt in the first half. He was diving for a loose ball. That doesn't make him injury prone. Then he was out, and they had to simplify things, and they had Gabe and Max at that point. They simplified things. It became more about defense, more of a usage burden on Jimmy, which he will take on in the playoffs. He doesn't want to take it on in the regular season. And they got to the finals playing that way. Would they have gotten to the finals if Tyler had been healthy? There's no way to know that. But I think he would have been very effective against Milwaukee at the drop defenses that they play he salivated at uh, the prospect of playing Milwaukee because of that. He gets to his floater. He gets to his jumper. So I don't think that he was necessarily holding them back, and I don't think he's holding them back now. I think they need to stagger lineups when he comes back. He's not a great fit in the starting lineup with Lowry and Jimmy in particular. I don't think Lowry's a good fit with anybody in any starting lineup at this stage, but that's who they have. And I think when he comes back, they will find a way to separate him and Jimmy even more. They already were doing it where they were having Tyler play with four of the bench guys and Jimmy play with four of the bench guys. Uh, One would come in for the other. I think there'll be more of that because Duncan does unlock some of their other lineups in a way that Tyler does not because Tyler dribbles more, is a little higher usage than Duncan. Duncan can play off the ball more. So I don't think he's held them back, but I do think that Spolster needs to find a way to incorporate everybody because they're not planning on trading Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero was only in conversations for two players, which was Kevin Durant and Dame Lillard. Anything else you've heard is not right. Um, Teams have inquired about Tyler. doesn't mean that they've been looking to deal him, and they did have offers of two first-round picks for Tyler from at least two different teams if a Dame Lillard trade had actually gone through, So, uh, and they would have sent those picks. So they value him. They didn't understand why Portland didn't value him. Right now, Tyler Hero would be Portland's best player. Um, national media has gotten a certain narrative on Tyler that I think is off. I don't think he's holding them back. I just think that they need to find a way to make this thing work with him and Jimmy. He works well with Bam. That's not the issue. It's more him and Jimmy. All right. Two, just two more questions. Uh, one, it, it wouldn't be you know a, a heat you know Q and A session if nobody asked about a a transaction. Zach Levine, any interest? And do you think the bill of uh, the Bills, the Bulls, yes. would part with him? for essentially a Miami Heat poo-poo platter of Lowry and maybe Duncan Uh, and a pick? I I don't think they're seriously interested in Levine. Um, They'll inquire. Uh, You're looking at more than $160 million left on the last four years of that contract. They already had concerns about injuries and defense when it came to some of the other guys that have been out there. I do know with Dame, they were willing to pay the freight if – if Portland had actually engaged with them, but they were concerned about age, 
uh, age and defense and contract with him. There would be some. Uh, Levine's younger than Dame. He's more like Beal. Um, he came in around the same time as Beal. He came in at age 19. He's played for a whole bunch of seasons. He hasn't had a bunch of long playoff runs. But they, I, I don't think somebody who plays defense with instead of the lack of passion that Levine does is somebody they necessarily want. Here's something I dropped on off the floor that hasn't really been publicly out there. They were more in on Drew Holiday than they were once once that trade was made, before he went to Boston, but after he was traded to Portland. They, they were willing to give up more for Drew Holiday than they were for Dame Lillard because they trusted Drew's defense more. So if that's the case, I can't see them going all in on Zach Levine. I do not think they would trade Hero for Zach Levine. Um, what I would watch with Chicago is the other guys. Uh, I know they have interest in Alex Caruso, and I think they could have interest in getting Patrick Williams back and trying to resuscitate him, or even Javon Carter, just to have another point guard option. Yeah, a lot of teams are going to be in on Caruso. If they wanted Caruso, they'd probably have to give up Caleb Martin and a pick, maybe even Jovic. I don't know that they would go that far, but I think – that's the direction they would go. I'd, I'd be very surprised if they went all in on Levine. Um, it's just they haven't done it on others who don't have some of Levine's issues. Levine has some knee problems. He's also had some problems getting along with Billy Donovan. Um, they like him, but I, I don't think I don't think honestly I don't even know if they would trade Tyler straight up for him. So I, I don't think they're going to be seriously in on him. All right, and last questions before we move on to the Dolphins. Jaime Hakez. Yeah, they love him. I think, <laughs> uh, reassure me here, he will get more Rookie of the Year votes than Scoot Henderson because I need that in my life. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure more than Scoot, although that's kind of expected. I mean, Jaime's 22 and Scoot's 19, but um, the important thing is I think he's got a chance to be first-team all-rookie. I also mentioned this on Off the Floor. Um, when he came into camp, the first summer league, uh, Karan Butler started working with him, and Karan and other coaches were saying this is the best rookie they've had since Dwayne. So hmm. they are really high on him. Like he is considered to be part of their core with Bam and Tyler going forward as Jimmy ages out. And he can do a lot of the things that Jimmy did. And for those who are like, oh, he's not going to be Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was the 30th overall pick and didn't start a game as a rookie. Jaime Hawk is, is already on a trajectory ahead of that. Not saying he's going to be better than Jimmy. But he has a lot of Jimmy's attributes, and they they just – I mean, I've talked to the highest levels of the organization. They're, they're, they're not trading him. He's not going anywhere. They would trade Jovich, I think. They, they, have, they have high hopes for Jovich. They would trade Jovich. I do not think they would trade Jaime Hawkins. And I, now you're seeing it where he's getting an easy 17. His minutes are not going to go down when Caleb comes back. He's going to continue to play heavy minutes. He's played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter of the last four games. That tells you what Spolster thinks of him. So, no, he he's part of their core going forward, for sure. Yeah, I, I like the team the way they look right now. Do they need to do something? I just, I, I would just, you know, send Lowry. They need a point guard up. They, they need a point guard upgrade. But I, I you know, <laughs> whether or not they'll pay the first round pick freight to make the point guard update, uh, 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 upgrade and you know, potentially take on additional salary, that I'm not sure. But they know that they cannot play Kyle Lowry 30 minutes a game through the regular season, get him to the playoffs. And there are some games like last night. They, I don't know if this has ever happened in Heat history. I did not go back and do all the research. They got zero points out of the point guard position last night. Their two primary point guards, uh, Kyle Lowry and Drew Smith, played 16 minutes and had no points. And five. And between them, I think they had six fouls. 
and well, no I was, points. I was as angry. I was as angry as you can get on an opener when Cal Lowry took his first shot with six minutes to go yeah. in the third quarter. Thirty-one minutes. It is thirty-first minute, and he missed the entire. Rip. Look, it, it, the Lowry thing has not worked. They know it. Jimmy wanted him. This is why I. When everybody's like, "Well, they haven't done enough to help Jimmy," they literally got the guy Jimmy wanted. And it just hasn't worked out. They knew the third year would be problematic, but they thought that Jimmy and Kyle would have more chemistry together on the court. Kyle has been better when he's played with the subs than when he's played with the starters. But he wants to start, and they don't have another starting option. So I, I, I've said if they can just get anybody who can break down the defense a little bit with some quickness to upgrade off of Lowry, I think this team can go back to the finals. The question is, who's that player? Is it Spencer Dinwiddie? Is it Monte Morris? Is it Tyus Jones? I mean, there are players they could explore. Um, and we'll see as they get closer to the trade deadline. But but the the formula of playing Kyle Lowry 28 to 32 minutes at his age and lack of aggression offensively, they're playing four on five. They, they are To go where they want to go, they're going to have to do something about that. All right, let's get into the Dolphins. They worked out some guys this week uh, among them. Yeah. Bubba Bolden. Who, you know, was a he was a favorite down here. I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be drafted day three, early day three, and he went undrafted to Cleveland. He's a box safety. He has some speed. I guess he could help in special teams if they sign him. But nobody cares about that. Uh, the first question comes in, and mm-hmm. and and it's. I guess I'll ask Andrew Norwell. Guy played one thousand one hundred and twenty snaps last year. Was a career high sixteen games with the Commanders. Formerly very highly paid guard, very highly regarded guard. Um, I guess that signals the injury. I guess the injury situation to Isaiah Wynn, Robert Jones, and possibly Robert Hunt uh, might be more serious. Um, do you think that that's something that they could be doing? Because I, I think you can speak to Butch Barry tomorrow, and I don't think he'll reveal yeah. that. He'll refer you to no, he won't to Chris Greer. <laughs> but maybe he's maybe he Chris Greer won't tell us. But maybe Andrew Norwell will be in uniform tomorrow, and you could just ask him directly, right? Yeah, look, obviously the depth concerns on the offensive line. If you were to say, like, Alf, like the three things that would worry you as they go into a stretch of five games where they they should win at least four, if not five, um, offensive line depth's got to be one of the three, right? I mean, it just – I mean, can't – I mean – with with, now with Jones's situation, with Hunt's situation, with the fact that we know that Armstead's going to get hurt again, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what happens. Uh, that 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 still sort of lingers. I mean, the, the skill guys have come back. Like Ramsey's back. You know, the rookie running back is back. They they've got their full complement. Um, you know, in the backfield. You know, obviously. Uh, you, you know, you t- you take a look at the receiver situation right now. I mean, they they activated Craycraft, right? So I mean, they 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 have. Those rooms are full. The offensive line room is still the room that concerns me as the season goes on. I don't want to jinx anything by saying anything about Tua, but uh, you know, he he just hasn't been hit a lot this year, and he's also found a way to fall properly. And so, you know, they if you look around the NFL right now, I was actually going to take a look at this. It's got to be at least the high teens in terms of teams that have had to start their backup quarterback this year, right, Alf? Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Like, it's I feel like some teams are on their third. Yeah, and and this morning a contender, and a lot of people don't think they're a contender. I do, I do. When you have a, the best defense in football and a great running game, I thought the Cleveland Browns were a legit threat for the Super Bowl. They lose Deshaun Watson for the season. Uh, Simon, I, I disagree with him. Simon thinks that they're going to implode. I think they still might even make the playoffs uh, because they really don't need a quarterback. Deshaun Watson has been terrible all year. 
and they still yeah i mean he's been he, he's been awful that, that that will go down as a top five worst transaction in nfl history yeah and he's already been paid if, 98 if million dollars by the way the picks, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you add the money to the picks and then the context of the situation at the time and of course I threw it on Twitter today that everybody who wanted uh, him to replace to uh, should reveal themselves and repent. Um, he, he just didn't come back the same player uh, at all. And honestly, even if he was the same player, I'm not sure he was worth that money. No. So yeah, and the dra- and the draft compensation. So they could make the playoffs. I I, I w- their defense is that good. I I would be if you look at the AFC though. Um, I, I wouldn't have bet on it anyway. Honestly, um, I, Pittsburgh's doing this with smoke and mirrors right now. I mean, you look at point differential, uh, some of their other metrics. They should not be in a playoff position at they've this time. I saw right now. I'm, they've been outgained no, in yards out-gained. every well, single game this season. Well, because the guy can coach. I mean, I, it, it, again, we, we talked about the Heat at the beginning of this. The Heat have a negative uh, point differential this season, and they're 7-4 and four because their guy can coach. And it's sort of the same with Tomlin. Like, it, they're finding ways to win games in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, if you're telling me that Miami is in the fourth spot, which I believe they are, right, and Pittsburgh's in the fifth spot, mm-hmm. would you take that matchup to start the playoffs? Absolutely, right? Like, yeah. I, I think you would absolutely – yeah. I mean, you, you'd much prefer to play them – and to play, and you know whichever team other team doesn't win the North, whether it's uh, Baltimore or Cincinnati, right? Like you'd much rather play Pittsburgh. Um, so I, I think that would be fine. Like I think you'd be very comfortable with that. But yeah, I think if you look at the Dolphins right now, I mean, I, I, look, you got this, the 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 defensive back room has gotten healthy, obviously, uh, with Howard, with Ramsey, with Needham. You have your full complement there. You know, the defensive line room is healthy. Um, I still have questions about the linebacker room, but uh, the offensive line to me is the thing. Like they, They've done a masterful job sort of stringing that thing together when they've lost guys, but they, they're going to need to have at least a consistent six healthy going down the stretch of this season because it's going to get harder as you get into some of these weather conditions. They don't have a ton of bad weather games, but it, they, they just that's the group that I'm watching. That, that's To me, that's the most important group on the team right now. Yeah, and Chris Greer deserves a lot of credit because when some, including on our podcast, were lamenting the Austin Jackson pick, even when it was made, uh, he, yeah. you know, he stayed with it. And sure enough, the guy's headed to the, the Pro Bowl this season. <laughs> Ethan. And oh, he's been terrific. He's he's been legitimately great. Like yeah. he's and Robert Hunt. Right. And I mean, Robert Hunt is an All Pro. He's an All Pro. And those are two uh, draft picks on the offensive line by Chris Greer in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And, so. and look, and Lamb was a terrific pickup, yeah. also. So I mean, you you look at that, and that's been the one. I think fair criticism of Greer has been, you know, misses on the offensive line. But and Armstead, let's be fair, uh, Armstead I, is on load management, but when he plays, he's terrific. He's one of the best tackles in football. No, so. I, exactly. Well, you knew what you were getting, right? You, yeah. you knew that, and you knew he was going to be out, but they at least they protected themselves this year with Lamb, who they identified has been a tremendous upgrade for them. So, um, And then also, you know, the other thing is they, they've supplemented it with, you know, with a fullback who can block, okay, uh, which helps. And and their their receivers block too. I mean, for all the speed, you know, the talk about was well, just a speed group. No, I mean that their receivers blocks. Mike's done a good job, also. So uh, th- that that group has been has been really good. And look, the other thing Greer was 100 percent right on, and this one I will say I was aligned with him on, was that Raheem Mostert was fine. You didn't need an upgrade on Raheem Mostert um, as long as he stayed healthy. And I, what does concern me Mostert a little bit is he's putting the ball on the ground some. Um, 
you know, the, the, the fumbling, I'm, I'm a little concerned that may crop up here. Well, good but thing that the offensive, the reigning, the guy who was going to win offensive rookie of the year is on the way back right now, <laughs> you know? All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're absolutely fine at that position. They did not need to make an additional move. I, I mean, honestly, if you look at what the fans have wanted Greer to do and what Greer's actually done, Greer's been right 80 to 90% of the time over the past calendar year. So... I just think that the credit should be given there. I mean, he's put, you know, not, there's a, there's look, there's some talent holes on this team that I still think need to be addressed. A playmaking linebacker would be nice, uh, but even even look, even the Bradley Chubb thing, which did not look like it was panning out at all uh, late last fabulous. season and early early season, he's been terrific over the past few weeks. So. Yeah, he's on a he's on a seven game, seven sacks, seven forced fumble streak right now. Right, right. He's been <laughs> yeah. elite. Yeah, he's he, been elite. So, yeah, he's been what what you wanted you, when you paid the first round pick and the hundred million dollars to. Right. So I, there's really not a lot you can question. I mean, at this point, he's put them along with Mike in position to contend for something significant right now. And let's just look at where they were when they lost to Buffalo. The conversations we were having when they lost to Buffalo were. They're outmatched by this team. It wasn't just that they lost the game. It was they cannot compete with this team physically. And now look, Buffalo's replaced its offensive coordinator, which I do not think is going to be the fix there. There are deeper issues there, it's clear. When you look at Diggs on social media and his brother on social media, Allen doesn't seem to want to adjust his game in any significant way, and he's been carrying them. He and Diggs have been carrying them to such a great degree. The defensive injuries, they've had significant defensive injuries in Buffalo, so that's played into this somewhat. But, I I mean, Miami just looks like the more talented, more focused team right now. The Jets' defense is good. They're not going anywhere with that quarterback. They made a mistake not bringing in some veteran to push him the rest of the way, unless Rodgers is going to make a miraculous recovery. And even if he is, when he comes back, he's going to be out of rhythm for the first couple of weeks anyway, and they don't have any margin for error. So he's put, they've put them themselves in position to win this division, which was, to me, that was the goal this year. Win the division, get yourself in the tournament, and kind of see what happens from there. Um, but they're, they're right there as far as talent level and you know, with Baltimore, with uh, you know Cincinnati tends to do this thing now the past three years where they get better as the season goes on. And obviously, they can play with Kansas City. Look, they went. They went out there. They were it, the hill. They were one play. I mean, the hill strip score was the game uh, in a lot of different ways. And and then even with that, they had the ball inside the thirty, and they just had a disastrous final possession. And I, I'm not going to be like one of those people who, again, when the Celtics lost to the Heat, were like, "Well, the Celtics won more quarters, and if this and if that." But what I will say <laughs> the is, the Dolphins won the second half, Ethan. <laughs> They did win the second half. But I will say that the idea that the Dolphins can't compete with the Chiefs is ridiculous. They did compete with the Chiefs. Now, the Eagles, they had to compete with the Eagles and the officials. I I will say the Eagles looked like the better team that night either way, but I don't know that we even got to see it because the officiating was so bad. And then there was the blowout against the Bills, excuse me, where they looked way behind the Bills. But this idea that they can't compete with the Chiefs, they can compete with the Chiefs. That's the, The Chiefs, do not stretch the field the way they used to stretch the field. They are really – they're about one guy at this point. And um, the guy is tremendous, and he can absolutely beat you in a playoff game, home or road. The defense is really good. But the skill position guys – if you took Mahomes off that team and ranked their skill position guys against others in the league, they would be bottom third of the league. So 
they they can they can compete with the Chiefs. There's no question. I mean, th- there were so many heat uh, heat. See, you got me on the heat, sir. The stuff you start here. There's so many Dolphins who had their worst games of the year against the Chiefs. Tyreek included. I don't see that repeating itself. They can beat the Chiefs in the playoff game. Baltimore is the one that worries me out. Baltimore is the one that worries me. I, I just think they're. We know they get better as seasons go on, and and that guy's a, he like Andy Reid. He's a proven playoff coach. And I, I just I like their personnel up and down. Baltimore would be Baltimore would concern me as much or more than Kansas City in the playoff game. Yeah, I, I, I'll repeat what I've been saying on the podcast, and Chris agrees with me. Simon's a little bit more cautious. Um, I like Miami against anybody at home, and that's why the goal should be win the division and win as many games as possible, so you can move up as far as possible in the seedings because it really matters to this team. It's it's right there in the stats. Uh, there's there's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I like Miami against anybody. I don't care who they play as long as they're at home. On the road, it's 50-50. It depends on the matchups, and there's certain teams I don't yeah. like them on the road against. All right, well, Ethan. they won it all four last time. But so, I mean, we'll see. I Like I said, they're going to get in the tournament, so to speak. And you're right. They have a puncher's chance against any team that they would face. And we've seen even the teams that supposedly are more talented than them San Francisco in particular have had ups and downs also. Pair me with this can't beat a good team stuff. We've seen supposed good teams look like bad teams. Once you see the Bills lose to Denver, which lost by 50 to Miami, that narrative should be out the freaking window at this point. Yeah. All right, I'll get you out of here right now. Uh, Give the people, tell the people what you're doing on five off the floor or off the floor right now and what you have coming up on the podcast. Yeah, obviously, Five on the Floor is our main Heat podcast, so check that out. Obviously, I assume all of you are subscribed to Three Yards for Terry, so continue that. We did add uh, the All Dolphins podcast to our menu over on the podcast side, so that's Omar and Alan. We know that there's strong opinions about that pod. We welcome all opinions uh, here, so uh, make sure you check that one out also. And I said on the Pain side, we've got Six Rings Canes. And which does not appear they're going to be winning a sixth ring this year, but it is what it is. Messi and company on the soccer side. And we're still covering the Marlins, the Panthers, uh, and all the other teams. So you can check out all of it on the Five Reasons Sports Twitter page. But make sure you subscribe to Off the Floor because we're going to build a community there on the heat, similar to what's done here. And just like the guys here have, uh, CK, Simon, uh, and Alf, where they have a place where you can talk about other sports like the heat, we're going to have a place you can talk Dolphins. There, so it's just a different group of people to interact with. If you want to, uh, the chat's been going on all night, like overnight after every Heat game. It seems to go until five in the morning. So, uh, if you're looking for something to do between Dolphin games and your Heat fan, also subscribe to Off the Floor. Like I said, posted on the top of the Twitter feed. It's two ninety nine a month. Uh, I think similar to what is here, and and we're going to be adding some other tiers, but we're not doing that yet. So right now you get access to everything. So make sure you check it out. And again, Alf, we appreciate it. Um, Three Arts Perry is the first podcast we added to the network what four years ago, I think. Uh, so, actually, no, it's uh, five years ago, five and a half years ago. So five and a half years. Ago. Yeah, because we were in a sixth still- season and we started in the off season. So yeah, five and a half years ago. I, I guess that inner office memo at the Herald was wrong when they said we wouldn't be around more than three months. So it's been five years and we're growing and we're growing and they're shrinking. Yeah, yeah, we're not anyway, going anywhere. Yeah. I, I, I do want to mention one more thing, though. The other thing that everybody should check out is Playback. Download the Playback app. It's free. If you're a Heat fan, you can watch the games with us. We stream them. 
and we do play by play on them. But also, if you're as you're all Dolphin fans, uh, we've got a group called Inside Leverage, which you've probably seen on Twitter, and they're actually hosting a playback tonight. Uh, what's today? Wednesday at seven o'clock, where they do film breakdowns, and it's like a spaces uh, with video, basically. So, uh, we're, we're, so check that out. We're trying to build the Dolphins area that we've got a huge heat audience there. Uh, we want to build the Dolphins and Canes audiences there also. So check it out. It's a free app. It's cost you nothing. It's free. Fully serviced on on uh, Android and Apple. So just look for playback, download it, and look for the Five Reasons Sports Room, and you'll see all of our shows pop up. So, all right, you. Ethan, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, the rest of you don't go anywhere because I am going to answer all your questions now. And here come the first. The first question is from Yo-Yo Ma in 3D. He's always He seems to always be the first guy with a question. And he asks, do you think this is the end of the Sean McDermott era in Buffalo? Do you believe their window has closed? Yes, uh, that thing is closing. Although they're not going to do a full rebuild. They'll do some kind of retool. And they're going to be right back in our face next season. But this is a down year. And I do expect Sean McDermott to be fired at season's end. Uh, I do the... The Buffalo Bills podcast with the, the Rock Pile Report people, and they expect him to be fired. All right, next question. Has McD or anyone been asked about working on the snap issues over the bye? No, not that I know of. Any consideration to flipping Liam and Connor? If They've discussed that, okay? They've discussed flipping Liam to center and playing Connor Williams at left guard. In my opinion, that gives them their best five, Okay. All right, uh, another question. What are your thoughts on Josh Allen? Is elite status and immediate future of the AFC East? Uh, uh, Josh Allen is still elite. Uh, he has a turnover problem. He's Brett Favre is who he is. Brett Favre is in the Hall of Fame, guys. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, J- Josh Allen, he's elite, but he could be had. And for whatever reason, he seems to own the Dolphins, and that's a problem. Okay? Uh, which game is the bigger test of our away game improvement before the Ravens? Commanders or Jets on the road? Commanders. Okay, Commanders, I've been preaching this since since before the season. I expect that to be a tough game. Now, you want to root for something? Root for the Commanders to completely fall apart here in the next few weeks. But if they're sniffing 500 and they think that the seventh seed could be had... They're going to be a problem. The Commanders always give everybody a tough game. They play hard. They have a really good defensive line, even while missing their two defensive ends. They have two fabulous defensive tackles. They have a great running game. I like that team. I think they're going to be tough. The Jets just can't score. All right, uh, next question. What makes uh, River Craycraft such a great blocker? Good position. He's really good positionally with his feet. Keeps his feet moving. And let's face it, when you're River Craycraft, that's how you're going to stick around in the league. You better be good at something, right? And he's a very useful player. He's And him and Tua have really, really good rapport. All right, if no Rob Hunt, who do you think takes his place? That's kind of confirmed. Lester Cotton will play right guard. Liam Eikenberg will play left ta- I mean left guard. So Liam Eikenberg at left guard, and Lester Cotton will step in for Rob Hunt. Uh, that's expected, okay? What on offense and defense do Dolphins need to fine-tune in order to reach another level? On defense, I think everything is is basically right on track. On offense, they gotta they gotta catch the rhythm once again. Okay, meaning get back to running the football, get back to controlling the clock and time of possession, and that helps keep your defense fresh. And that should mean a lot of wins 
coming down here. Uh, all right. Uh, what crazy shit would it be if Belichick and McDermott are fired and Bill joins Buffalo? I don't think that's happening. Uh, New England won't allow that, okay? <laughs> that just won't happen. Uh, what does Connor do at center that Liam doesn't that justifies having Connor? Well, Connor's one of the best blocking centers in football, and he recognizes, um, you know, he's really good at the line calls. And remember, he shares that with Tua. So, I, but I do believe that Liam can handle it. And Liam's a pretty smart guy. He went to Notre Dame. All right. Uh, what you're losing is mobility. And Connor's just so good as a blocker at center. He's. He's good positionally. I mean, positionally, um, he's good for for help, especially on the a gap. He's a guy that nobody wants to mug the a gap against because he's so quick to get his hands up. So, absolutely. Um, what are the odds Bill B finally gets his dream job with the New York Giants? Very high, I think. Uh, he's always wanted that job. That's the job that he's wanted. He's said it several times. Man, do the Giants sit down and say, we can dayball, we get Bill Belichick. Let's just do it. Owners have done dumber things before. All right, thoughts on C.J. Stroud, elite player. Uh, I liked him I liked him as my QB1 coming out in the draft. Uh, he is one of the few, if not the only one. I've got to retest that because uh, I was thinking back and I thought Trevor Lawrence scored 10 out of 10. He did not. Uh, I do know Andrew Luck scored 10 out of 10 in my little checklist. C.J. Stroud scored 10 out of 10. He is an elite player. He's already, in my opinion, a top five quarterback. You just got to watch him, and he's he's elite. He's a really, really good quarterback. And he's the runaway rookie of the year. We know that. Now, can he get in the MVP conversation? Well, he has to win more games. Houston has to uh, overtake the Jaguars for one. For the division title. They do that. He gets into the conversation. Another question. Has the team worked on getting the timing on plays better uh, while playing on the road? Being part of these two Discord channels is the best that you uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, being part of these two Discord channels is the best way you can spend six bucks a month. That is true. Um, look, if you watched the game on Monday, Champagne had an interesting thing, man. I talked about this before, the sugar huddle. Just lining up at the uh, at the line and then calling the play at the line, and that way you don't have to break a huddle, and you know you have more time to get lined up and run the actual play. That was done intentionally. Denver does not do that at home. They did that to combat the crowd noise in Buffalo. It worked. Uh, how many procedure penalties did they have? I count two. That's that's pretty good for a road game. So I think that they do have to do something. And they're going to get to test it out in two weeks' time on Black Friday against the Jets. Uh, curious to see if Finns had any interest in JPP. I have no idea. Uh, I haven't asked. Uh, D, uh, D-line depth, especially someone who's been there before, always valuable on a deep playoff run. I agree. Um, somebody's asking a basketball question. Well, Ethan's not here. Does Zach Levine move the needle? Well, for me, a little bit. You know, not like Dame Lillard. But he moves the needle a little bit. Team is good. They had they had some more scoring punch, and how can that not be good? Uh, do you see the Seahawks being capable of knocking down 49ers, Eagles? No, no, they they're not on that level. They're a really good team. Like I think they're dangerous. That's a good question because I think the Seahawks are dangerous to everybody in the NFC. But you name the two teams that they're not dangerous to. 
they're not dangerous to the 49ers or the Eagles. But they're dangerous to everybody else. Like, you don't want to see them. Like, if you're the Cowboys, you want to see the Seahawks come into town? I don't think so. Uh, what are the most undervalued and overvalued in terms of salary size positions in the NFL? Uh, overvalued, I man, I'm starting to think the defensive tackle might be a little bit overvalued. Uh, undervalued uh, guards. You have a good guard? Man, what quarterback likes to have, you know, pressure in his face? What quarterback likes to to be thinking about guys mugging the B gap or the A gap all the time? You know? Watch Robert Hunt play. Tua, you know, it's no secret that Robert Hunt plays right guard. That's Tua's blind side at guard. If you ask me, what would I prefer? Two stud tackles on the Dolphins or two stud guards on the Dolphins? It kind of makes sense to have two stud guards because as a if you have a shorter pocket quarterback, pocket, you know, pocket passer at quarterback, you kind of want to keep him clean up the middle. You want no trash at his feet. So, yeah, I think guard is undervalued. Nobody really cares about it in the NFL, and I think they're really important. Um, Tropical Park Hooper dad, Alex Caruso. Plays good defense, though. Can hit a three. All right. Uh, let me see. Dan Scuba. Scuba's doing his own show in the chat. Uh, Dinwiddie intrigues me, he says. Yeah, he does to me, too. I'm just getting to the chat late here, Alf, so this might have been talked about, but do you foresee a scenario this offseason where re-signing Austin Jackson is prioritized, prioritized over Connor Williams? Absolutely. 1,000%. Okay. Uh, injury report is out. Uh, there's a bunch of DMPs. Nothing really of note. Not anything that we didn't know about. Uh, on the Raiders, anything that's kind of important. Colton Miller's important that, that he's a DNP. Uh, Amik Robertson is a good cornerback, and he is in concussion protocol, so he is also a DMP. On the Dolphins injury report, it's everything we expected. Nothing is really different or out of bounds there. All right, uh, saw a report that Bill Belichick is out the door as well and already has a new destination. I have no comment on that. I saw the report as well. Um are they one of the teams in on Hakeem Nicks? I can tell you that they were in the preseason. I wonder if they're still around on that. I think they can use him. Absolutely. Uh, what was the Dolphins' vision on Tyler Croft? Is he a cut candidate if someone returns from IR in the future? Knock on wood. Uh, the vision on Tyler Croft was pretty simple. He played in the system in San Francisco, and he was an effective blocker. And that's all they wanted him for. So... All right, last question. Buffalo appeared to be vulnerable whenever Wilson stepped up in the pocket and found someone short. Do you see Miami using that when they meet again in week 18? Yeah, especially since Matt Milano is out. Uh, Matt Milano, one thing that he does, and he does very, very well. And actually, both of their little linebackers, when they were healthy, they do very well. Bernard and, and, and Matt Milano, they take away the flare routes. They take away the flats pretty well. They get out there very, very quickly uh they don't have those guys anymore well bernard is in and out of the lineup although he's been healthy lately um you could take advantage of them that way now you could throw flare outs you could throw you, you could throw to the flats and they just don't have what they used to have covering the flats anymore all right all right that's it guys we did about 38 minutes uh we do this every single wednesday if you want to become a member of only fans 
All you got to do is go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and you can join there for $3 a month, and you can participate in these Q&A sessions that we do every single Wednesday. All right, that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live.